Revival level introduce to you God's word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, particular color print. God bless you as you listen. Lord, please reach out to us. Bless every soul here. Make us fit for your work. Let your fire fall on us, cause our life to burn. Let every one of us become useful in your hands. Let the purpose why you have created us, saved us, and brought us yourself, O Lord, not be defeated. Let the world not conquer us. Help us, O Lord, to serve you acceptably. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Anything standing between we and you, please take it away today. Bring us to yourself. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now today, the second day of the meeting, as God began to speak to us yesterday, and I know we are blessed yesterday because I am blessed too. There's no doubt about it. God began to show us that mystery that you can't play with. You can't joke with it. The glory of God must go to him. Because he's the trustee, he is the faithful. He is the true witness. He is the author and the beginning of every of God's creation. And we must acknowledge that every day of our lives. So that God will keep blessing us, upholding us in the midst of the darkness that is here on earth. Say, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness over the people. God will arise upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 3, verses 14. Revelation chapter 3, verses 14. Amplified. We are going to read down to 22. We are begin to hear the word of the Amen. Remember yesterday, as we look at that scripture, it said, And to the angel, the messenger of the assembly, the church, in Lodesia, write, These are the words of the Amen. The trusty, the faithful, the true witness, the origin, the beginning, the author of God's creation. We now settled that one yesterday. We settled it yesterday. But today we are here to hear the word of the Amen. The word of your men to us in this anniversary. I want to say to us, please pay a very serious attention and heed to what God is saying. God's intention for our lives is greatness. God never planned that any one of us will be small. Every of his child, God's intention is that he will become great. But the problem is what we are tracing. Why is it that the greatness is not coming? Why is it that we are seeing smallness even in the midst of greatness? Because the God we are serving is a great God. He is a great God. God cannot be your father and yourself you turn to a pauper. You become a borrower. You become a beggar. You become a slave. You are confused in life. You don't know your left, your right. The world, they are leading you. You are covered in darkness. 
you cannot even tell yourself, this is what the future holds for me. It is not the intention of your father. Our father has a great plan for us. But we are here today to hear to his word. The word of the Amen. He said, these are the words of the Amen. These are the words of the Amen. The trusty, the faithful, the true witness. The origin, the beginning, and the author of God's creation, verse 15. Can you give me verse 15 in Message Bible? I know you inside out. And finally, to, to my likening, you are not cold. You are not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. Verse 16. You are stale. You are stagnant. You make me want to vomit. You brag. I am rich. I have got it made. I need nothing from anyone. Obvious. That is fact. You are a pitiful, blind beggar, threadbare, and homeless. Verse 17. Here is what I want you to do. Buy your gold from me. Gold that's been through the refiner's fire. Then you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me. Clothes designed in heaven. You have gone round half naked long enough and buy medicine for your eyes from me so you can see. Really see. 19. The people I love, I call to account prod and correct and guide so that they will live at their best. Up on your feet, then about face, run after God. Verse 20. Look at me, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear me and call open the door, I'll come right in and sit down to supper with you. Verse 21. Conquerors will sit alongside me at the head table. Just as I, having conquered, took the place of honor at the right side of my father. That's my gift to the conquerors. 22. Are your ears awake? Listen to the wind words. The spirit blowing through the churches. Now go back again to verses 15. I'll use message in 15. Now he said, I know you inside and out. And finally too, to my likening. You are not cold. You are not hot. Far better to be either cold nor hot. Verses 16. You are still. You are stagnant. You make me want to vomit. Verses 17. There's only one thing I want to pick from verse 17. He said, homeless. Now go back to 15 and see the issue that made God to start talking so hard about people. I began to ask myself this question. How could God be so hard? And God raised just one issue. One issue that looks as if it's nothing. One issue that is subtle. One issue that has tied many down. One issue that makes people feel they are children of God while in the heart of God, he never sees them to be one. One issue that including pastors, including reverends, including prophets, they have fallen into that without knowing. And for God, he never sees that as a little matter. Look at the matter he raised there for us in verse 15. I know you inside out, and I find little to my likening. You are not cold. 
you are not hot. Far better to be either cold nor hot. Far better to be cold nor hot. Give me amplified. I know your record of works and what you are doing. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you are cold nor hot. Now look at that. As I was praying, God said something to me. God said, do you know that a snake, I'm talking about snake. If a snake stays here, for example, and you say you want to kill the snake, if you get hot water and pour on the snake, will it die or not? Now I ask you a question. If a snake enter inside fridge, will it die or not? If a snake stay in a warm water, warm, it's not hot, it's not cold, can it survive? It can. God began to speak to me. God said, this is why my son, I said, it were better that you are cold or that you are very hot. It were better for you to be cold, very, very cold, chilled. You can still do something. No, you can still do something. But the people that are lukewarm, the people that are lukewarm, I hate them. I hate them. Passionately. May I say something to you today? How I wish we can be able to desire today to be one. And the one God wants us to desire to be is to be hot for him. I sat down, God was telling me, he said, come, come. You don't understand why I said it's better that the person becomes cold or he becomes hot. Go to your free today. Carry ice block. You can't hold that block more than three minutes. Go and try. Just carry block. You can't hold it. You have to drop it. You will drop it immediately. You will drop it. If you put your hand inside fire, nobody will tell you. But get lukewarm water. You can bath with it. You can put your hand. They can pour it on somebody. And the person will be relaxed. Nothing is happening at all. God said, hey, I hate the lukewarm. He says it's better. It is better that you become cold or you become hot. Staying at the middle makes you an enemy of God. Please write it down. Staying at the middle makes you an enemy of God. Enemy of God. Give me King James, please. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. Verse 16. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spot thee out of my mouth. I will spit you out. I don't need them to answer my children. I don't need to identify with them. I don't need to identify with them. May I say something to you today? God has moved away from so many big, big churches. God is no more speaking there anymore. I know. Listen, somebody might say he's bragging. No, it's not brag. I know. The reason is because they want to retain people. They don't want to make children of God know this is the issue between you and your father. Get reconciled. Speak. Your father is angry with you. Your father is angry with you. So they need crowd. 
that they will keep prophesying upon, you are going to be blessed. You are going to be blessed. A lukewarm person cannot be blessed. God said, you are my enemy. I will spit you out of my mouth. That is what God said. That is what God said. He said, this is the word of their man to you. He said, this is the word of their man to you. This is the word of their man. The one that the father loves, they are the ones he correct. They are the ones he correct. He don't want them to perish. He don't want their soul to be deceived. They want the father love. They are the ones he correct. They are the ones he correct. And God began to speak to me. I was writing. God loved the cold and the hot. He said, but the lukewarm are his enemies. The lukewarm are his enemies. He defined them as stale. Stale simply means something that is smelling. You might rub good perfume, dress well, put on good suit. You might go and be singing in choir. The only question God is asking, is she hot or cold? Where does he belong? Is it in the cold, in the hot, or at the middle? And God began to speak. He said, he defined them as stale. He defined them as rotten. He defined them as stagnant people. It's a sort people makes God want to vomit. In other words, their life irritates God. Their lives push God off. The Bible said in verses 17, they began to say, some will say they are rich. God said, no. You don't know what the courage is. You are not yet rich. You don't know what the courage is. God began to define them. He said, you brag. I am rich. I have got it made. I need nothing from anyone. Oh, believers, that in fact, you are a pitiful, blind beggar, threadbare, and a homeless person. God said, when he was teaching me about being homeless, he said, now, look at it. I am coming to explain what he means by being lukewarm. He said, that kind of person, even the devil hates him. He said, even the devil hates the man. Even the devil hates the man who is lukewarm. He won't need you. He won't use you to do anything. Devil needs people who born for him. Devil does not need anybody who is lukewarm. That's why God said, that man is homeless. The devil can't even give him house to stay. And me, I won't give him house to stay. He doesn't have anywhere he can stay. He can't go to the devil and the devil give me a home. He can't come to me and I will give him a home. He's useless in the hand of the devil. He's useless in my hand. Have you ever seen those children that are causing havoc? Are they cold? I'm asking you, are they cold? Are they not hot? Very hot. Not just hot, very hot. Devil does not do anything with a lukewarm person. A lukewarm person does not have a home with the devil. How much more God? God sees a lukewarm person as a coward. God cannot identify with a coward. 
I have been praying. I say, God, ignite your fire on me first. Let it burn afresh. Let it burn off every form of lukewarmness. And let the fire be transferred unto the people of God. Let revival come. Let revival come. Let revival come. Our churches have been engulfed with so many useless talks. So many useless talks. Why lukewarmness has set into the church? Lukewarmness has set into the church. Who and who is Jesus coming to take? Lukewarm people. Lukewarm pastors. Lukewarm evangelists. Lukewarm ministers. Lukewarm prophets. Let it hear that wants to hear here. In verses 18, King James, I cancel thee to buy of me gold, tried in fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint your eye with what I slave, that thou mayest see. Many are blind, they can see. They are blind, they can see. Verse 19. Verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Now, God began to speak. Who are the lukewarm? Those who are not fully for God. Please speak it very clear. They are not fully for God and his kingdom. They are not also fully for the world and their system. Or for the devil and all of his wickedness. These are people who are not fully for God. Completely unto God. They are not also completely for the world. They are not also completely for the devil. They are in between. They say, God, I can't be a fanatic. I can't be a fanatic. All I know is that I go to church. I'm a child of God. The scripture said, take Caesar's own and give to Caesar. Take God's own and give to God. They are the lukewarm. Men who are not saying, I die for Jesus. Men who still patronize the world. They still patronize God. They can still patronize the devil. They just say we are in between. God said they are lukewarm. These are the lukewarm. These are lukewarm. They are not fully for God. Not fully for his kingdom. Not fully for the world and their system. And ask me where are they? Where can you find such people? In the church. No, where are they seated? They are in the church. Who are the lukewarm? Those ones who cannot do wickedness completely, they do it occasionally. As occasion serves, they can do small. They say, no, we cannot go to the extent of killing people. But they can steal, they can cheat, they can do some other things. These are lukewarm. God said, no, they are in between. They don't want to stay for me completely. They don't want to stay for the world completely. They don't want to stay for the devil completely. They only want to contribute here, contribute here, contribute there at the same time. 
and they still sit in the church. If you ask them, they say they are Christians. God said they are lukewarm. They are lukewarm. Who are the lukewarm? Those ones who patronizes the world little by little. They patronize them little by little. Slightly interested in things of God and slightly interested in the things of the world. No committed in any. They are slightly interested in things of God. Slightly also interested in things of the world. But to anyone, they are not committed. They are not committed to anyone. There's no one you can say is committed here. Now God said, I prefer that man who is Yahoo Yahoo full time. And he says, I am Yahoo Yahoo. I am not part of you people that plays him. I prefer him. I hate that one that come here and carry microphone. Hello, Abby. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hello, Abby. And once the meeting finished, it turned to a wolf. God said, he said, look what? I hate him. That he stays in the church, carrying microphone, playing keyboard, singing, does not make me to love him. It's only the pastor that deceives him. And tell him that if you are serving, you are loved by the Lord. I hate every lukewarm person. I'll spit them out of my mouth. If they don't repent, I'll spit them out of my mouth. God said, listen, do you want me to use you? Do you want me to bless you? Do you want me to lift you? You mustn't be lukewarm. Who is a lukewarm person? A lukewarm person is the person who can say no to the things of the world. And yes, completely to the things of heaven. A lukewarm person feeds himself with all the themes of the world. You know it's worldly thing. You are there. They are entertaining you from morning to night. From morning to night. From morning to night. And on Sunday you appear. You give God his turn. Then you return back again to the world. And say, there's a way you treat me, get angry and kill somebody. I don't want to die. Let me be enjoying what I'm enjoying. So I went to greet him so that he will not be angry. But now we are back. We are free. We can enjoy ourselves. Look warm, Christian. Look warm, Christian. Look warm, Christian. And God said, what will I do to them? I will spit them out of my mouth. I hate them because they're not cold. They're not hot. They're not cold for me. They're not hot. It would have been better if they are cold or if they are hot. But this one that chose to be at the middle and yet they call themselves Christians, they call themselves children of God, they are not there. They are not there. And that is the trouble between me and them. And nobody wants to tell them. And they are relaxed. They don't worry. For them to pray is a heckling task. For them to fast, they can fast. They break their covenant with me every day. If they say fasting 10 days, 
they are the one that will first go and eat. I say, what are we fasting for? The whole church will be crying to God. He has finished eating. He just stayed there. I'll be mocking them in the name of Jesus. He has finished eating. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God will say, look warm. Look warm. Look warm, Christian. Look warm, Christian. Go call them hypocrites. Go call them hypocrites. How many times have they said fast? You fasted and completely fast. How many times have they said pray? You are praying like they said they should pray. You never knew God watches over you. He said, I know you in and what? And out. I know everything you are doing. The way you think. The way you behave. All the things you do. I know it one after the other. If you are among the lukewarm, don't try to play game with me, I know. I know you. There's nothing you're doing, I don't know. There's nothing you are doing that I don't know. People are gambling with God. People are trying to bring down the standard of God by force in order to keep crowd. I did not call myself. He called me. I studied about Noah and God said to me, Noah preached how many souls did he want? God asked me the question one day. Because at the time I was so worried. I said, God, what is happening? Is it not this thing I'm preaching? He said, if you think that way, you will join them. They will twist your mouth. You start speaking like them. You start calling blessing upon lukewarm people. Are you the blesser? Am I not the blesser? Are you the one that will bless them? Tell them what I said and leave them alone. Moreover, they belong to me, not to you. And God said, do you know the man they call Noah? That man called Noah preached, no one got saved. The whole generation sank. Not one person got saved, only the family. They were seven in number. Only seven of them. And why they got saved was because they are the children, the family of Noah. So they have no choice than to follow their father. See, even when what their father is saying and doing wasn't making sense, they were following him. And that was how they were saved. And that day, God called him Noah. Only Noah had the voice of God. Not the children. The same God that called him and said, start building an ark. That same God called him again and said, Noah, you and your children march into the ark. Only you people are found righteous in this generation. They marched into the ark. The Bible said, God by his hand shot the ark. And say, rain, come down. Flush these people out. They thought they mean anything before me. I will flush all of them out. I will start a new generation with you. That same God has not changed. Though. That same God is still the same. Forever and ever. And God began to show us. What does he mean to be lukewarm? What does he mean to be lukewarm? Until we understand what it means to be lukewarm, you will not know where you are. Children of God are beginning to take small out. Small out, small, small. They will take one bottle and say it's for our stomach. If you ask them, they will quote scripture for you. They will quote scripture for you. From one bottle, they start taking another one. 
lukewarmness. 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 Are we talking about the fashion of the world? The fashion of the world that the people of God are dressing with today. In the churches, if you see the fashion of the world, they have copied. Lukewarmness. Complete lukewarmness. Complete lukewarmness. Lukewarmness. God said, no. I have a standard. I am the same God. I have not changed. That anyone that serves me must serve me in truth and in spirit. They must serve me in truth and in spirit. He said, for such I am seeking for. For such I am seeking for. He said, I am holy. If you call yourself my son or my daughter, you won't be less holy. You should be holy like your father that is in heaven. You should be holy like your father that is in heaven. Here Jesus read it. In Matthew 6 verse 24. You can't serve two masters. Matthew 6 24. Jesus began to speak. He said no. Nobody can serve two masters. No man can serve two masters. For either he will do what? Hate the one and love the other. Or else he will hold on to one and despise the other. You are not permitted to serve two. It's only the lukewarm that said no. We must be serving two. We'll serve the world small and serve God small. After all, we are in the world. We are in the world. That's why you see a child of God. is close. Dear, dear, everywhere. I mean a child of God. And the Bible said, wisdom are known of his children. The only way to know the children of God is that they are wise. Very wise. They can't copy the world. They can't copy you. What are they copying in you? What do you have that you are giving me? I'm not copying anything. God will be ashamed of me if I copy anything from the world. Very much ashamed of me. He will look at me and say, oh, you, you join them. You join them. I'm ashamed of you. Signs of lukewarmness. Jesus finished saying, you can't serve two masters. You better choose one. Serve this one and leave this one. Or leave this one and serve this one. He said, that is my standard. It has been my standard. It can't change. I can't change it. The fire of God does not entertain worldliness. It does not entertain worldliness. When the fire is burning in you, if it drops, it will drop off. When the fire is burning in you, if it drops, it will drop off. It can't say, Ma proniados, mitakuta masupraniande. Jesus revived your church. Jesus revived your church. Your church is dying. Your church is dying. Revive your church. Let this man deceiving people get off this altar. We see children of God. I mean children of God. You see them, you can't identify them again. There's no difference between them and the world. And they still say we are children of God. And God said, how would they know you? If I come now, I will see you dress like them. I will see you talk like them. I will see you eat like them. I will see you behave like them. I will see you keep their friends. Keep their friends. They are talking nonsense around you. You can't open your mouth boldly and say, no, I don't belong here. He said, they are lukewarm. These are lukewarm. He said, I will spot them out of my mouth. I don't need such. 
They better be cold. Let's know they are cold. If they don't want to be hot, let them be cold. Let's know they are completely cold. That is why today, somebody is fornicating, is not afraid to pick my microphone and be singing for God. What an irony. What an atrocity. You don't fear the Almighty God. You carry microphone and you are singing for God. Do you know who you are singing for? You are mocking God? Aliatoskapayata. A generation that is winding up. A generation that is finishing up. A generation that doesn't know their creator. A generation that feels that their creator is their mate. A generation that cannot humble themselves. God began to speak. He said, these are indices of lukewarmness. Love for the world. 4 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. He said, did I not warn that you should not love the world and the thing that are in the world? Anyone that loves the world and the thing that are in the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Did I not tell them? Did I not tell them? Love not the world, neither the thing that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He said, did I not tell them? I told them. This is how to know them. Anybody that you see that is loving the world, anybody that you see that is copying the world, God is telling you the love of the Father has finished. God is telling you he has become a lukewarm Christian. And they are the people God said, I will spit out of my mouth. No matter how religious you are, no matter who is encouraging you, May I want today, including the people hearing me, those people that call themselves their shepherds and pastors, who is not telling you the truth that is in Christ, depart from there. That your soul might have rest. That your soul might have rest. Look at verse 16 of that scripture. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Verse 17. And the world is passing away. And the Lord thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abided forever. You are not abiding, though. A wind will carry you. A wind will carry you. You are not abiding, though. You are not abiding, though. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you are not abiding. You are not abiding at all, at all. You can't love the world and claim that you love the Father at the same time. No. He said you must choose one. You must hate one and love the other one. You cannot claim you love God. You love the world at the same time. You play the music of the world. You dance the dance of the world. You wear the fashion of the world. You make the friends of the world. Everything you are doing is of the world. How can you claim you are of God? God's word can never ever fail. It can't be faulted. God's word is God's word forever. Let the church of Jesus hear. Let revival come in the body of Christ. Enough of these lukewarm Christians that ministers are raising this end time. Jesus will hold them responsible when he comes. Jesus will hold them responsible when he comes. If those souls go to hell, he will hold them responsible for not saying the truth that is found in Christ. And you that is hearing today, repent. You that is hearing today, repent. Repent. He said, that is the only way out. He said, let them repent. If they don't, if I come, 
I'll spot them out of my mouth. You can't finish dining with the world and expect that they keep a home for you in heaven. I don't bless anybody that's committing evil. Once I see your committing evil, I run away from you. James chapter 4, verses 4. Jesus is showing all the indices to know that somebody's becoming lukewarm. Yea, adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship with the world is a enmity with God? Know ye not that friendship with the world is a enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Know ye not that friendship with the world is a enmity with God? That anybody who becomes a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Let no man deceive you. Malibu Shandalabash. May your souls be saved. May your souls be saved. Every entanglement the devil has caused you to get yourself into in order to discredit your work with God, God is disconnecting you from it now. God is disconnecting you from it now. God is disconnecting you from it now. In the name of Jesus. I prayed intensively until strength finished in me. I said, Father, let fire fall. Even if it is two, even if it is three, that you will save. Even if it's four that come, that you will save. Lord, let fire fall. I am not worried about crowd. But I am happy that I am saying what God asked me to say. I am rejoicing because I am doing what he asked me to do. If I finish, I go and sleep well. I say, Father, did I do well? He say, yes, you did well, my son. Don't bother. Go and sleep. You have said the truth. Leave them. Don't bother. Go and sleep. The message will try as much as we can to send it all over. If you receive this message as we finish, spread it all over the world. Let the people hear. That is all you can do. You can't do more than that. And allow God to do his own. May I say something to somebody? This is end time. May I say something to you again? This is end time. If Jesus come now, where will you be? If Jesus enter here now, where will you be? If you hear the trumpet now, will you rapture? Are you hearing what God is saying? God said when you become a friend to the world, you are an enemy of God. Do you think God will rapture his enemies? Will God rapture his enemies? God can never rapture his enemies. He can only rapture his children. Who has not made the world their friends? In any way. May today be the day you will make a decision to follow Jesus. I say may this day be the day you will make a decision to follow Jesus. Never to turn back again forever. In the name of Jesus. Let nothing make you not to follow Jesus. Jesus, I'm heading to meet you. You are the love of my heart. He's the love of my heart before I met her. And nobody will take his place. He's the love of my heart before I get there to my children. Nobody takes his place. None of my children, my wife, my mother, brother, sister take the place of Christ. Christ owns this heart forever. He owns this heart. Unto him I'm returning. Romans chapter 2 verse 2. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Romans chapter 2 verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Let your heart be renewed on a constant basis that you might know what is the perfect will of God. As I was renewing my heart with Jesus, walking day by day with Christ, walking day by day with Christ, Jesus began to show me, he began to prove to me, this is right, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong. My son, this is right. Now look at the next one again. Addiction. Whom are you addicted to? Whom are you addicted to? The one you are addicted to is the one that you love. If I say I love the Lord, my friend, I should be addicted to him. I should be addicted to him. That's why Jesus was still speaking to us in that Matthew 6 verse 24. No one is permitted to serve what? Two masters. He should hate one and love the other. Who are you addicted to? For some of us, we have become addicted to money. The way we chase money now has become a problem in the sight of God. Even what you do, God asks you to do. You have abandoned it. You are chasing money. If they talk, you open your eye and get angry. Why? God will say, ah, what is the fight for? It's addiction. I always ask people, I say, check when you gave your life to Christ. The first time you gave your life to Christ, the first love. Honestly speaking, whether there's food or no food, whether you are sick or not sick, you are running for Jesus. Hallelujah. If you finish, they ask you no food. He said, don't worry. The Lord will provide. But now, you are not sounding that way again. If anybody wants to talk, you'll be angry. If anybody say no, you are getting it wrong now. You say how, 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 how? My life, my family, everybody. Who told you that? It's not your problem. The problem is that you are becoming lukewarm. It's lukewarmness. If you get caught now, everything will follow you. If you get caught now, you will see what will happen. It's because you don't understand. I ask God for one thing. I say, Lord, let this meeting not finish. You leave me at the same level. Here you are, gambling up and down, doing gra 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 for rubbish thing. Instead of you to settle for God, I am crying. I say, Lord, even if this meeting finish, give me grace. I want to continue until I hit you. When you hit me, I hit you. When lukewarmness set in, people start looking for food. They will not pursue what matters. They will stop pursuing what matters. They will start pursuing what doesn't matter. I asked God, God was telling me, the one you are getting, how did you get it? Is it by work? What did you do? No, he asked me, what did you do? I discovered I didn't do anything. Only what I did was I was following him. He said, just know, anytime you stop following me, you will enter into struggle. When you start providing for yourself, you will suffer more. I'm just telling you the truth. When you start providing for yourself, you will suffer more. But when you get God, God begins to provide for you. You see everything is flowing. It's not in struggle. So these are interests of lukewarmness. You must hold on to one and despise the other. Hold on to God. Despise everything. Fear is an enemy. Don't let fear catch up with you. So be addicted to God. 
Many of us are addicted to one small phone. Addicted to one small job that can't carry you to anywhere. Job that doesn't pay anything. How much does the job pay that you are addicted to it? Running from pole to pillar for a job. What kind of job is that? It's not of he that will it of he that run it. It's only God that showed mercy. It's not how much you do and make it work. These are things I've done. There's a time I stay copying the wisdom of the world. I said, okay, the way to now kill property is that you have to increase your level of income. So I started increasing the level of income. I never knew I was pulling myself out of God's plan for my life. I lost my money. God said, next time if I'm talking to you, you'll be listening to me. Yeah? You don't know more than I do. Many of us have become so wise, more than God. We are addicted to useless, useless things. Addicted to useless things. Will you detach yourself today? And get yourself attached to God back. Will you detach yourself? Get yourself attached back to God. Some of us don't have one hour with God. Some don't have 30 minutes with God. 24 hours. You don't have one hour with God. You walk yourself out of shape. Once you see bed, you fall and start snoring like one thing like that. And yet it's God you are trusting to wake you up tomorrow morning. And when he see wake you up in the morning, you see say, well done. You jump. again. Who are you addicted to? So when you see where your addiction is, it shows that you are lukewarm. If it's not unto God. At times some of us don't pray in the morning because they gave you a job. And the job has to wake you up as early as four. You jump out of the house without praying. That is madness. Madness. Addiction. You are only addicted to the money. You are becoming addicted to the job. Because you see money come out of it. You are now abandoning God. You abandon your devotion. You abandon everything. Can't you say to the job, I won't go this one. Any job that comes the time I'm having my devotion, I'm not going. I'm not going this one. Okay? Keep your money. It's time for God. I can't move an inch. I can't move an inch. The last one is your devotion. Your devotion. Who are you devoted to? Who are you devoted to? Look at the psalmist. Psalm 27 verses 4. One thing have I desired. And that alone will I seek after. Does it mean that there's no need of food for David? When he was saying it's one thing I'm desiring. One thing have I desired. Does it mean there's no need of school fees? Does it mean there's no need of rent? Does it mean there's no other need in his life? How come he wake up one man and say, there's only one thing I desire. One thing have I desired. One thing have I desired of the Lord. And that one thing is what I will seek after. I am not seeking after two things. I am seeking after one thing. One thing. In Psalm 42 verses 1. As the deer panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee. As the deer panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee. Oh God. Oh God. My heart is panting. Panting after thee. Day and night. I can't sleep without you, Lord. I can't sleep without you. 
Hasta tierra de fuego, otras formas solanget hasta ti, my Lord. You alone are my heart, desire and long to worship. You alone are my shield and strength. To you alone may my spirit Oh my God. You alone are my heart. Desire and alone. Oh Jesus. The psalmist said, Lord, my heart is panting, not for anything. No wonder God finished looking at him and said, no. No matter what you do, no matter what you do, I can't leave you. You were a man after my heart. You were a man after my heart. You were a man after my heart. He wasn't playing pranks. He's saying the truth. If you go through the whole scriptures, the one that talk about the deepness of God is David. His walk with God. His walk with God. He knows he can't do without him. He can't do without him. He's all in all for him. There is nothing he's pursuing him alone. His throne was established by God. His life is God. His defense is God. God fought for him. God gave him victory on every side against all the enemies. The king in Israel that never lost a battle. The king in Israel that never lost a battle. By reason of the way the heart of this man was panting after God alone. The Bible said the case of Bathsheba. He said that was the only sin David committed against God. The only sin he committed. Only the sin of Bathsheba. He repented of that. He never go back to it again. Forever and ever. How many sins have you repented of that you return back to? How many of them? And yet you want God call you like David. You're a man after my heart. It's not possible. How does your heart pan? Does he pan for the Lord like David's heart pans? Look at Psalm 63. The same David speaking in Psalm 63, 1 and 2. David spoke again. Very loud. And look at what he said. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul tested for thee. My flesh longed for thee. The dry and tested land where no water is. His flesh was no longing after another Beersheba. His flesh was not longing after joy on Keji. His flesh stopped longing after money. It wasn't longing after anything. It was longing after the Lord. After the Lord alone. My flesh longed after thee. In a dry and tasty land. Where no water is. Verse 2. To see thy power. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen in thy sanctuary. Do you want to see the power of God? Your soul must long after him. You must pull it from every rubbish of the world. You must get it off all this rubbish that is dedicated to. 
You must place it on him alone. You must pursue God with everything you have in you. No looking back. No looking back. My heart fixed trust in him. Fixed trust in him. Never panting. I know how to go to him and cry to him. When it's too tough, I go back to him and cry. I say, Lord, you must see me too. God's jealousy is provoked whenever our addiction and devotion is shifted to things or to man. God's jealousy is provoked whenever our addiction and devotion is shifted to things or to man. God does not want anyone and each of us to shift his addiction, his devotion to any man or to anything. Keep it with God alone. Anything that wants to shift it, because the enemy will come. He wants to shift it. And tell you what are you doing? You're wasting your time. How can it be? Just say you're serving God, serving God, serving God. What did you get from it? Won't you be smart? Won't you do something with your life? Ask the person, what can I do with this life? Than giving it to the owner of the life. Who can do something with it? What can you do with this life? I'm asking, what do you think you can do with this life? You can't do anything with it though. You better give it to the one that can do something. That is where our trouble starts from. We think we can do something with the life. What have you done with it? You will see, when you start doing something with the life, that's when the life will get into trouble. So many struggles everywhere. I want to end here today to give you time to pray. God is asking you, where are you? Are you cold? Are you hot? I know you inside and out. And finally, to, to my likening, you are not cold. You are not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. Verse 16, you are still, you are stagnant. You make me want to vomit. So where are you? Are you cold? Are you hot? Are you lukewarm? Are you in between? Where are you? Can you ask yourself, where do I belong? Just be honest to yourself. I give you some time as you pray. Begin to talk to God. Look at you that used to run for Jesus without looking back whether there's food or not. Suddenly you are becoming the person who is worried about food. 24 hours you are thinking. You are trying to have high blood pressure. You have lost the peace of Christ in you. You are full of acrimonies. Can you begin to ask God and say, Lord, here I am. Can you bring your heart to God and say, Lord, I bring my heart to you. Let fire come. Every trust in my life, let fire burn it into ashes. That nothing of the world can perch on me anymore. Nothing that belongs to the world can perch on me anymore. Nothing that belongs to the world can perch on me anymore. Lord Jesus, I cry to you. Let your fire fall, Lord. Let your fire fall, Lord. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle. At E23, C2C Plaza, Bucketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. 
WhatsApp number 090 Email Save your destiny to sports ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.